and welcome to the first, or well, not our first episode, but the NXT review for War Games. My name is Shane Wrangler. I'm joined by my two compadres, uh, Kit Kat Cadillac and uh, Jenny. How are y'all doing tonight? Great. <laughs> Sorry. I got the giggles. I got the giggles. Yeah. You told me not to laugh. Now I'm laughing. Put on your straight face. I know. That's what made me laugh. That's, what, that, put, that's put why everybody's. Face on. That's why everybody's going to like you too, because you're going to giggle at everything. <laughs> he said, "Put your straight face on." I was like, "Okay, my straight bridges." <laughs> straight face. How y'all doing? Tonight? Good, 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 good night. Was a good it was night. Very good night. Was a good night. Uh, uh, war games. Uh, I don't think war games was as good as last year, but not very many war games is going to be as good as what last year's was. Uh, I will be comparing that to uh, to what I seen last year. Uh, me and me and Jenny, we always well first. I feel like it should be prefaced that most pay per views, me and Jenny are talking live to each other, and so me and Jenny, we we were comparing it. To last year as well, but I think my biggest thing for last year's is that they had a lot on the line because they were part of Survivor Series. Maybe that uh, that could have been it too. That could have been it too. Um, but I, I feel like that uh, that um, WWE did make a star, or at least attempted to make a star out of one out of one of these two out of one of these two uh, matches, and it wasn't Pat McAfee. And I'll get to why I think that a little bit later. Uh, but first, I mean, this is a, this is technically our first episode. So I want to uh, give a little background story on myself. And I know Kat and Jenny does as well. Um, I am, my, my name is Shane Wrangler. Um, some people know me as John, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't ready. <laughs> that's neither here nor there um content creator by hobby and but uh wrestling enthusiast I, i'm not i'm i've been a fan for 35 years so i'm now a wrestling enthusiast uh because the only way you're a wrestling fan for 35 years is if you're enthusi enthusiastic about it so i'm i consider myself a wrestling enthusiast um so I, I like I like talking wrestling. I like fantasy booking. I like doing all that stuff, and I I thought this would be a good way to a good creative way to be able to do that kind of stuff, and that's why I, I think we've been talking about doing a podcast for a while now. I mean, we've tried it on stream. Um, it seemed to do well on stream, but I think this is actually going to be a little bit better uh, because we can actually go back and talk about whatever we want, and we're not we're not really pressed for time or anything. So this is why I wanted to do a podcast. That way we can actually talk about what we want and we're not we're not bound to anything. We're not bound to any time. We're not we're not up at, we're not up at three o'clock in the morning trying to talk wrestling to two people in chat. So that's why I wanted to do it. And there's no judgment at any place. We welcome all marks. Yes, yeah, we do. We welcome all the marks. Because we are marks, you say. If you're a wrestling fan, you are a mark. I don't give a damn. You're a, you, if you're a wrestling fan, you are a mark, and there's nothing wrong with. We use the traditional, uh, the traditional term mark. 
Yes. Not the new Twitter term. Non-derogatory. Yes, it's the, yeah. it's, it's the old. We're, we're non-denominational wrestling fans. Yeah, it's the it's the old term for Mark, which is fan. Now, Mark on Twitter nowadays is a completely different thing, but uh, a Mark is a fan. Don't get it twisted just because you see something on Twitter or social media. Don't believe anything you see on so, on social media anyway. Okay, man, I agree. Running it 100%. Hi, I'm Jenny. I I was a wrestling fan for a few years during the Attitude Era. Kind of gave it up for a while. Then I had a good friend who I've met through wrestling tell me that I needed to get back into it because of a great ladder match that happened at a WrestleMania a few years ago. Was hooked since then, kind of casually watched. And then there was one promo by my favorite guy, Dolph Ziggler, who was just hooked to me completely. And I am a total solid mark and will never give it up again. And I just, I enjoy watching it every week. There's really not much else to say. Hi, I'm Kat. I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. <laughs> well, almost. I found it when I was like five or six. Found a wrestling magazine at a store, and I saw these big old dudes. And then someone, one of my friends, was watching it, and I've been hooked ever since. And watch it every single week, <laughs> and it's my it's my thing. And then when they made the network available, I became obsessed. <laughs> you know, matches before my time and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I'm just big old wrestling fan. Don't have a preference, just like it all. I don't know what else to say, Shane. <laughs> so now that you've got to know uh, a little bit about all of us, we're gonna take we're gonna take some stories about us. That way, you know we're actually actually we're just actually marks, and we don't take it too seriously. Or I mean, depending on the stories, we might take it too seriously. Um, I'll go first. Uh, with my big markout moment, uh, and we'll and we and we'll tell these stories, and then we'll get to the NXT uh, War Games review. Uh, so back in 2016, uh, big time wrestling was down here in uh, Spartanburg, South Carolina, and uh, Sting was uh, was signing autographs and taking pictures and all that good stuff. So I waited in line. I waited in line about an hour and a half to be able to meet Sting. And during this time, during this hour and a half, I'm waiting to meet Sting. Um, I'm thinking of things to say to him, how much I appreciate him and whatnot. You know, just, just thinking of everything I could, I, I could think to say, say to him. And the closer I get, the more nervous I, I, I become. And granted, now I, Sting is my childhood. Sting was my childhood hero. And 2016, I was 40 years old. So imagine a 40 year old man. That shouldn't be nervous. It's nervous as hell. And <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, it's true. It's true. I mean, how many times y'all ever known me to be nervous? Not often. Not often. Um, and then I get it. The closer, like I said, the closer I get to Sting, the more the butterflies get. I'm just like, man, I just want, I just want to say something stupid, Sting. I just want to say something stupid, Sting. That's all the thing I'm worried about now. 
it doesn't matter what I say as long as it ain't stupid. And so I get up there and and Sting gets up there, takes it, shakes your hand, takes a picture, and you say a couple words to him, and you're gone. So you got to get up there. It's like it, it's like uh, Ralphie in the Christmas story. You better get up there and sit on Santa's lap and tell him exactly what you want because you're going to be gone, right? And, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Ho, ho, ho. What do you want for Christmas, <laughs> little boy? It's that quick. So I get up there. I get up there, and Sting's got his little, I guess his little handler. Who was, who was not a nice person. But Sting, Sting, fortunately, was very nice. I shook his hand, and I'm like, uh, 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 thank you for, th- thank you for, thank you for everything, Sting. And that's exactly how I said it, and I'm just like, fuck. I'm Ralphie. <laughs> so he takes a picture. He said, and he, and he was real nice about it. He says, I know what you're trying to say. I, he said, I appreciate, I, he said, I appreciate it. I know what you're trying to say. It really means a lot to me. So I fuck it up, right? And uh, they usher me out the door. And I'm just, the whole way to my front row seat, I'm just like, yeah. I totally marked out and missed my chance to make a good impression with the stinger. So there's my mark out story. So my big mark out moment was I got to meet Dolph Ziggler, which I never thought would happen. But I had the great opportunity, Mania, last year, so 2019, be able to be in New York for one of his comedy shows. Bought the meet and greet. I had a trading card. I was going to have him sign of him doing the famouser because as a kid, I loved Billy Gunn and that was his move. And then when Dolph takes it over, because I mean, for Dolph Ziggler, he's the reason I became a wrestling fan again, like a true, not casual fan, but like, oh my God, I have to watch this every week and see what happens. Fan again with the promo he did where he put his career on the line against Miz for the IC title. Just hands down, I was hooked. He was my guy from then on. So to get to meet him, I was freaking out. So of course the show starts an hour and a half later than it's supposed to. So it's like 1.30 in the morning when this comedy show starts. It doesn't end until like three. So it's three in the morning and I'm about to meet my wrestling hero here. Freaking out. Hand him the trading card, and he's asking me, who am I doing the famous or on? I'm going, I don't know. I think it's one of the Usos. Tommy Dreamer's there for the meet and greet. So he takes the card over to Tommy Dreamer. They don't know who it is. So they're debating about it, and I'm just standing there going, okay, this is too cool. I'm happy right here. <laughs> I'm getting all this attention. There's still a line of people behind us to do this meet and greet. It's 3 a.m. They're debating about who's on the trading card. Tommy Dreamer actually takes a picture of it and posts it to Twitter to get people to help figure out who it is i was right it was a new so so i finally got to meet him i got my picture taken with him and it i i don't think i'll ever top that moment really i got to meet a lot of good wrestlers that weekend but meeting the guy that brought me back to wrestling as a huge mark fan because i love the word mark i'm a mark i'm not afraid to say it was dolph ziggler and i'm done so my biggest mark out moment very recent 2020 Rumble at Minute Maid Park was when Edge came back. I mean, people thought people saw it coming. They they were all over the place, but he's over here slapping him down like, no, I'm not. No, no, not true. And I believe the man because his neck is dead. And so I'm like, he's not coming back. But the second hit, and that, okay, so this Rumble is already a great moment for me. 
and I'm already marking out at everyone in this mumble because I'm singing to MVP, I'm singing to everyone. But the second Edge Edge's music hits, like I don't even think it got to the you and the you think you know me, and tears are flowing like a waterfall. <laughs> Like, I'm crying, I'm singing, and I'm like, I got my hands in the air like it's church. Like, it's awful. You felt the Holy <laughs> Spirit move you. You felt the Holy Spirit move you. Know, that <laughs> I was moved by it. <laughs> but, the, but the best thing was, is my, my favorite thing about live events is there's not a dumb thing you could do at a wrestling event that someone else isn't also doing. And so like, I was already good, like becoming good friends with the row that I was in. And we're all like hands in the air, like it's church, like it's great <laughs> singing. And then we're like, he comes and he does the first spear. And it's like, we're like hugging each other. I'm like hugging strangers, which what a preface for COVID by the way. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, it was such a good moment for me, and I, like, didn't calm down for, like, a good few minutes, and then Drew won the match, and then the tears just came out again. I almost busted a tear duct that night. That that was my biggest markdown moment. Edge coming back at the Rumble. So, the, so that's some real, that's some funny stuff. But we, you know, we lived, uh, we pretty much lived uh, Kat's markout moment with her. Because she was actually at the Rumble when we was watching it. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things we got to share as a family. Share as, uh, yeah. you know, we got to share that as a family with you. And uh, But you never did tell us about the, uh, about Jesus stealing your soul. <laughs> you never did. So that was Well, you, you saved those special moments for special times. So. Yeah. You, yeah, we never did hear about that. But now, but now uh, we've got to get on to... Uh, We've got to get on to this. Of war games. War games. War games. That's right. War games. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so we kick it off with the uh, women's war games match. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, what's it? Uh, EO. EO. EO Shirak, uh, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, who else is in the match? I'm, I, it's old man brain kicking in. Rhea Ripley. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Shanti, Rhea, uh, Ember. Ember. Theo. Yeah, Dakota. Ember. Tony. Yep. Old man brain kicking in right there. And uh, this was, uh, and we had some, a uh, little bit of shenanigans out there with the Andy Hartwell about uh, mid, just before the actual match started. But pretty much these girls just beat the hell out of each other. Uh, and I'll say this, I didn't like it as good as last year's. I think last year told a better story. Uh, but they pretty much they pretty much beat the hell out of each other. And uh, EO, EO done some crazy spots, especially coming off especially coming off the top of the uh, top of the cage with a damn garbage can on her head. I, 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 why in the hell would you even do that? You trust everybody. You trust everybody being in the right spot. Thankfully, there was because. That would have been bad if nobody would have been in the right spot. I've watched it like a bunch of times now. My favorite thing is her face right before the trash can like goes over her face because she's just like, <laughs> get ready. 
but you can also see uh, her right hand, like, getting ready, like, like they're all, I don't know if they're all looking up, I'm assuming they're looking up, getting ready for this bitch to jump down, but <laughs> she can see, like, she gives, like, the signal, like, okay, I'm ready. It, it, oh, that, was, that was one of the craziest spots I've seen. But uh, they be tail of each other. Uh, I think the match itself, though, was actually centered around Raquel Gonzalez because she she there was points in time she was dominant in that match, just absolutely dominant in that match, and uh, and good for her, good for her because she is uh, she's a she's a rare big. I'm I'm gonna say big woman. I don't like because that's the wrong word, but she she's 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 a big girl. And not oh. and not big as in. She's a good powerhouse. Yeah, I mean, she's not big as in, you know, like big. Nia Jax. Nia Jax big, right? But I she, think she does the powerhouse better than Nia Jax. Oh, she definitely does. Right. She definitely does. She definitely does powerhouse better than Nia Jax, and she does the heavy better than Nia Jax. She is, uh, to me, she is. Uh, she's one of the most. She's one of the more underrated female stars that NXT has right now. And if they ever decide to let her break out on her own, they might have something. But uh, the match, I think the match was tailored around her and setting her up, as we found out, to be EO's next opponent because when she powerbombed EO through a damn ladder and beat her, uh, I think that you can't deny that. And I think that sets EO up, that sets, sets uh, Raquel Gonzalez as, up as EO's next opponent. I just don't think they're about to put the title on her or anything. I just think it's just the next match for you. Yeah, I don't think. What, Jenny? I agree with that. I don't think they're going to put the title on her. She's not quite there yet, but. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't think they'll put the title on her either, but they they will present her as a serious threat to EO's championship, which she is. She's beaten EO. She's Pender, even though it is in the the death match of WWE War Games, she still beat her. But then, no, no, that's a topic for another night. Yeah, definitely, it's a topic for another night. But uh, like I say, I didn't like it as good as last year's, uh, but uh, but it did. I think they're going to have their next star. Raquel Gonzalez is going to be there. Is going to get definitely get a push coming out of this for sure. Is it, the action that they had tonight was off the charts insane. Yeah. But the story after his match was so much better. Yeah. yeah they, I had turn for Dakota, turning on her best friend and Tegan, her tag team partner and Tegan, leaving Candace and Rhea being down two to four in the War Games match. And then they still come out on top. So, I mean, the story last year. And then they still had Survivor yeah. Series the next, the next night. Right. They had a lot more to prove last year, I think. Yeah, I feel like I had a lot more to prove last year too, and because as you know, it's like a, you know, this is their first uh, first time on TV. They've always been on the network, and now they're on USA. But uh, we didn't. Everybody didn't come out of it unscathed, did they, Cadillac? Nope. Uh, so, just in general, I love Candice, and I think that she should she should have won the title. You know, two. Hi, you know, two title matches ago. Yeah, I agree. Uh, 
So I just Googled her just randomly because I like looking at people's Wikipedias. And apparently she might have broken her arm during that during that spot with Shotzi on the ladder. Which we thought was kind of, me and Jenny thought it kind of looked weird because Jenny's like, oh, she pulled the chair on top of herself. Because I'm talking about the ref because the ref is holding down the ladder for Shotzi. And so I was like, what? But we thought that, that the whole spot in general was there. But apparently, yeah, she, she might have broke her arm. She's going in for an x-ray. That is definitely unfortunate. And, yeah, she should, I feel like she should have won the uh, she should have won the women's championship back at Halloween Havoc. And they should have pulled the trigger on the uh, on the Garganos having all the gold. But, you know, I, think yeah. it, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. And I thought that might have been coming next with Johnny getting the, the, the spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> North American back. I thought that was coming. Yep. Spoiler alert. We'll get to that match here in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that brings us to the, our next match, which was, I thought, was maybe one of the stiffest matches in NXT this year and maybe ever. Uh, Champa versus, uh, Tommaso Champa versus Timothy Thatcher. Man, these two guys just, it just looked this stiff and just brawl. I don't think these two guys left their feet voluntarily the entire match. I know they were just trying to, it, just heavy hitting, just trying to stretch each other the entire match. And it was new Japan stiff and I loved it. <laughs> you do like a good stiff match. I do. I do like a good stiff match. I like it stiff. <laughs> oh, I was trying to pop Cadillac right there. I mean, I thought it, I thought it was a really nice match. I, I was sit telling Jenny though, with, uh, Thatcher, I just, I just wish they would do something more defining, I guess, for his character, because sometimes, like he, of course, you know, the man, the man can fight, of course, but I just think character-wise, he just needs something that defines him a little bit more, because I think he, he gets lost in it a little bit. Well, he's a bully. They define him as a bully. His character, he's a bully. His character is a bully. And yeah. Tommaso Ciampa. I just think there's a lot of bullies in NXT. Yeah, there is a lot of bullies in NXT. And, and I, I can see what you're saying. He, he could get, get lost in the shuffle. Uh, but, I mean, it doesn't take away from the quality of the match him and Champa had, though. Holy crap. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. I just, in general for Thatcher. But, yeah, I really enjoyed that match. And Thatcher gets his ear, I guess he got his eardrum busted. Because he's bleeding like a stuck pig from his ear. Yeah, Jenny was trying to decipher if it was coming out of his ear or if he just like it like bled into his ear. It just looked weird. Uh, it definitely it looked nasty. Like, whatever it was, it was nasty. It looked like it was coming right out of his ear. And I noticed it whenever whenever Champa had him in that in that bulldog choke. That and that I mean that was he. There was no daylight in that choke whatsoever. It was a good looking choke. And uh, he just, I mean, they just. I can't get over how stiff that match was. Yeah. It was a, it was a good match. It was, it was hard hit. They had a lot to live up to in between the two. Uh, like, especially, it's, you know, Jenny has said this before. When you have the pay-per-view that they, like, that's catered around a gimmick match, and you have these three matches sandwiched in between the two gimmick matches, 
it's really hard to like live up for that. Oh yeah, you got you gotta have to you gotta you gotta bring it. If you don't bring it, uh, you know, just kind of let let you down or let let you down for the rest of the night. And uh, they brought it, beat the hell out of each other. They brought it. Champa wins with a uh, with the widow's belt widow's belt DDT. And uh, but this thing's not over between them. Uh, they're sitting at opposite after the match. are sitting at opposite ends of the uh, opposite end of the ring, just staring each other down. Things not Chamber over. Look like he could go thirty more minutes, though. Oh yeah, they, <laughs> they look like they, they look like they could fight another 10, 15 minutes, which I, I'm here for that. So maybe, maybe they'll get a. Uh, I don't know if they need a gimmick match or not. Yes, they do. They need a submission match. That's what these two guys need. Yeah. They need a submission match, or they need a first blood match. Uh, I know WWE will never do a first blood match, but they could do a submission match. That's what these guys. He would maybe do it. NXT works under different constraints than main roster. Yeah, that's very, very true. So an like, Iron Man match would be really interesting, especially yeah. with Champa's current like ring, like entrance gear. Like he could really pull up the the like Iron Man. I don't know. He could really play that up. His gladiator gear. Yeah, I mean, you could go that route. But I think these guys need a match kind of like that Iron Man match, a submission match, maybe both. Maybe they don't. Maybe the Iron Man match. And it comes before the submission match does, and the submission match is, is the third in the series. Who knows? But I'm here for it. And as long as as long as any other match they have is as stiff and as hard hitting as what this one is, I will never complain. Yeah, it's a good start to a good feud. It's definitely a good start to a good feud. So next match. Uh, to me, was the worst match of the night. Uh, Loomis and Grimes. I'm glad this thing is over. Uh, this is a bad match. It uh, the char- it, their characters couldn't save this match. It was just it was just not good. I didn't enjoy it, and uh, I'm glad the feud between these two are over because I'm tired of seeing it. Should have ended back at Halloween Havoc, and they stretched it out. I agree. Should have ended there in gimmick matches after that. So I don't. I, you know, I'm not gonna stay a whole. I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time on this match. Just wasn't great. Strap matches in WWE aren't great because they don't do them right. And I'm not going to go into a rant about that. But uh, you know, what y'all? What was y'all opinion on that uh, on that strap match? Again, I'm the same. Yeah, I agree. But again, it's like we were saying earlier. It's very hard to be in between the two gimmick matches. So I could see where they were trying to like add some flavor to it with. The strap match, it just wasn't, it just wasn't there. Like there wasn't, they're, they're struggling for a spot. Yeah. It, it, yeah. To me, it just, it just didn't, I, the match drug on way too long. Um, it just didn't flow. There was no, it seemed like in the match never got, never got any momentum. And then, uh, you know, after about seven minutes, Cameron Grimes gets choked out and that's what we knew was going to happen. Before this match started, Cameron Grimes is going to get choked out. Yeah, and I'm just ready for something bigger for Loomis, anyways. It's just, yeah. this is a very, that I feel like Dexter Loomis needs to be a little bit later on the card. So, yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like that uh, they should put him in kind of a uh, semi main event role. And Cameron Grimes deserves to be there too because he's just annoying as hell. He's just an annoying heel, but for different reasons. But, uh, I definitely feel like Loomis needs to be 
Loomis needs to be on the back half of the card. Grimes was a good match for Loomis because he played the fear for the character that Loomis is trying to get across really well. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to find somebody that can do that that's a little bit higher up on the card, I think. Yeah. In order to keep the character Loomis is trying to get across strong. Yeah, and I get that. They just, I, I just, my whole thing is they stretched this out two weeks too long. Oh, no, agreed. It definitely did. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, I say maybe if they don't, if they were going to finish it at Havoc, they should have had like a closer, like the NXT after Havoc, and then called it good. Yeah, yeah, they should like wrap it up. Yeah, this this thing should have been wrapped up Halloween Havoc. The blindfold match did nothing for me, and this match did even less. So I'm not going to spend too. I'm going to spend about ten more seconds on that, and that's all. <laughs> And now the semi-main event of the evening. Semi-main main event. I'm using that loosely because the semi-main was actually the opener. Uh, we got the triple threat between the triple threat for the North American Championship. The only title is on the line tonight uh, between the champion Leon Ruff, Damian Priest, and Johnny Gargano. Um, it was a it, it was a good match. It was it was an okay match. If you don't mind how Damian Priest didn't play a big man's role in it. He kind of played a athletic big dude instead of being a dominant big man, which he should have been playing to start with. But he did have his dominant spots where he early on in the match he threw Leon rough through a barricade and uh Leon died and then come back to life a little bit later. But uh this match has had uh this match to me ended up being slightly overbooked and it wasn't as enjoyable as many other Gargano matches I've seen. Yeah, I just think I think this match it matches purpose solely was to get the title off of Ruff, uh, which it, I mean, which is sad because it it kind of it halts the momentum, but that the title needs to be on Johnny right now. Well, I can make an argument they should never took it off Johnny to start with. Oh, for sure, agreed, a hundred percent. I think they were trying to get a pop that they didn't get. And so now this is their buyer's, buyer's remorse match. I don't know. I mean, I just try to imagine what this whole little story would have gone on if there was, like, real fans there right now. And I think they would have been all for it. I think they would have loved Johnny getting bested by little Leon. Oh, yeah. A live crowd would definitely pop for that. A live crowd would have popped. That's that. how I try. That's how I've been trying to like interpret stories going through right now. Is how would a real crowd be reacting to this instead of the? I mean, like I like the piped in noise because I think it adds a lot to the shows. Yeah. But what would a real? How would a real crowd sound right now? And like, what would the fans be saying? Because that's like I kind of I hate saying I go to Twitter, but. Well, yeah, you go try to find find the legit comments, not the this is stupid. Comments. It's stupid. Now, I, I I know I know why they included Leon in the match is because they didn't want to pin Damian Priest two pay two pay per views in a row. Well, I mean they had to get the title off of him too. And they had to get the title off of him. <laughs> I know they didn't want to pin him two two pay per views in a row, and and having Johnny lose like lose in a fluke like the way he did is. Is way Johnny Gargano. That's that's so Johnny Gargano anyway. Um, 
I just wish I just wish that uh, Damian Priest would have had more big man moments where he dominates things, and he just didn't have enough. He didn't have as many big man moments as what maybe he should have. If I can, you know, if I'm gonna bitch about the booking, that's why I'm gonna bitch about the book, how they booked this match. Is he didn't have as many big man moments as what maybe he should have. Thing is, though, if you give a guy too many big man moments, then he always has to dominate, and it turns into become a predictable. Well, no, that yeah, no. turns into a brawn, and the matches just become predictable. That's how I look at it, though. That's well, just me. Well, see, I, now I see, I look at it, I look at it in a different way. Uh, Damian Priest outweighs both of the, both the guys in this match easily by at least 90 pounds, 80, 90 pounds. Gargano goes about one seventy five, and Leon Ruff okay. is one hundred and thirty pounds soaking wet. So, the way I look at it is that uh, Damian Priest outweighs both these guys by at least 90 pounds. Tony Gargano weighs in at 199. Wow, that's, I've seen the dude in real life. That could surprise me. Um, <laughs> uh, Leon. Leon's about a buck 40. He's billed at 150. Okay, 100, 150, 150 pounds soaking wet. So, Damian Priest is two hundred forty-nine. Two hundred forty-nine pounds. And see, mm-hmm. he outweighs both guys by at least eighty pounds. He shouldn't be as bumping around as much for Johnny and Leon as what he did. There was points in times where he was the big man, but there was points in times as well he bumped around way too much for him. And that's where I have an issue. I, that's where I have an issue with this match. Is he just he just wasn't a big enough big man. He was he's an athletic big man, but he wasn't a big enough big man when he had two smaller guys in the ring. Agree. But we did get a we did get a return out of the match. Uh, turns out Austin Theory was among a gaggle of ghost face. But I think that's a good spot for Austin Theory right now to 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 bring him back and to give him a good spot. And he could I mean he could learn a lot from Johnny. Uh, like I think Johnny has what Theory is missing, so I think that would be a good, well, you know, good mix. Well, you, you got the little Gargano family now. You've got uh, Candice and Johnny, and you have Indy and uh, Austin. Yeah, I like how little Gargano while family. they're doing their separate things, Candice and Johnny are still in the same lane, and I love that. Yeah, that's where they they kind of missed the boat when they didn't put the women's bet on uh, women's bet on Candice and the North American title on Johnny. And, at Halloween Havoc. I feel like they should have put the belts on them and rolled with the, having the Garganos having the, the Gargano way actually working and both of them having the belts at the same time. Yeah. Prophecy or something like that? Yeah, the prophecy of the Gargano way. It should have happened, and it didn't, and I'm disappointed. Yeah. It, I, yeah. I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Johnny Gargano, your new North American champion, thanks to Ghostface. I mean, <laughs> Austin, Austin Theory. So, in between the uh, in between the triple threat match and the main event, we get the uh, we get the promo. We get a couple of promo, a couple of different promos. We get a promo for the uh, the Warzone toy set, which looks pretty damn cool, if you ask me. 
And I had read, looked this yeah. up. Yeah. I had read, looked this up whenever we seen it. I said, I told red, I said, that's, that's, I said, it's $99. She said, you think so? I said, yeah, absolutely. It's $99. So cage side, cage side collectibles has it for $94. So if you want to get your, uh, war games, uh, war games, two ring set that comes with two figures, uh, cage sides collectibles has it for $94. I was telling Jenny, I don't really care about the, like the rings and stuff like that. Just cause I'm a whole adult, but not, no, I mean, just, there's not my thing, I guess I should say, but they, I, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. To, I, was like, I would actually set that up. I would actually set that up. That would be something I would set up in this room. Same, same. But yeah. d- during that, while while they're doing a toy commercial, lights go out, and we get a good old promo. It's a clock. It's killing. It, it's Carrion Cross's clock. Carrion Cross's back. And Finn Balor, Finn Balor, better watch out because this guy. They also back. included the X on the clock, saying he's coming for Finn. Hmm. Yep, he's coming for was... he's coming for his NXT title. Finn's just holding on to it, keeping it warm because Cross is going to take it back. He's four months early. I heard he was coming back, and they uh, they revealed he is coming back at uh, uh, at War Games. So he will be back very soon. And Finn, I like Finn, but he needs to kiss that belt goodbye or get somebody get some people around him to protect that championship. That's all I got to say about that. From the looks of it, on. Twitter, it looks like this bitch is happening next week. Oh, it very well as could. As far as like, if he's coming out next week or something. It very well could. I mean, him and Finn Balor have like a, they'll have a, they'll have a good match, but he's going to run right through Finn. I feel oh, like he's going to, sure. no, I feel like he's run through everybody. I feel like he's going to run through Finn. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and get on to the main event. And the main event of the evening is and I can't I can't say this correctly, so I'm gonna bring this man back. Wait a minute. There we go. Of war games. War games. War games. That's right. War no games. No one says it better than him. What's that? No one says it better than no, him. No, no one says it better than Riggs. No Men's one. war games match. Uh, you've got. Pat McAfee and his mm-hmm. goon squad of uh, uh, Oni Larkin, Danny Birch, and Pete Dunn versus the Undisputed Era. And uh, this match, I will say, here again, it wasn't as good as last year's. I felt like last year told a better story. But as far as like the in-ring stuff, it was it was good. It was just as good as what uh, is what it was good just as good as what last year's was. Except they didn't take the crazy bump off the top of the cage. I'm, I'm mad at myself that I didn't go back and watch last year's. I meant to, because I don't remember it very well. Jenny didn't even remember that Kevin Owens was in it. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe that they had to fill Kevin Owens in, in it. Yeah, KO was in it. That's when KO was uh, real. I think ha- the women's one just floored me last year because oh. I was a huge fan of Dakota and Tegan. Oh yeah, the women's one, the women's match was a better just... match last year. The women's match, the women's war game match was the match of the night. And it's because of the story they told it and, and, uh, 
this match here is it, it was just a grudge match. It was just four guys that didn't like it, that just don't like each other. Just four guys that just don't like each other. You know, Oni and Danny, uh, they've had their issues with the Undisputed Era now for uh, almost a year. And uh, Pete Dunn had his has had his issues with the Undisputed Era for a lot longer than that. And uh, it's it seems like everything that the Undisputed Era done, even though they played baby faces in this, is Undisputed Era really the baby faces, or does Pat McAfee's just an asshole and just drug everybody else down with him? The big thing that was missing in this match, though, and it was it was a good match, but it's like I was, and I and I kept telling Jenny throughout the match, like I was waiting for uh, Dane and uh, I'm going blank, Maverick and Brizongo. Yeah, all these people that have fucked over, uh, or have been messed up. Sorry. By uh, Pat McAfee and his people, like his crew, and like I just wanted them to get involved, like really just cause some cause some shenanigans, and there was there was nothing, and I think it the match needed that. I mean, I think honestly the biggest moment of the match is Pat McAfee doing the the beautiful moonsault, moonsault he knows how to do off of off the top, which we all knew was coming. Yeah, that's the only movie knows. Yeah. He, he <laughs> that's knows. the only one he practices. Yeah, he, he knows how to do a moonsault and he knows how to kick somebody in the chest. That's that's yeah. what he knows. Um, but me personally, I just wanted them to come back and it really, because we have months of, you know, even because while Undisputed Air is gone, you know, they're over here just wreaking havoc on, you know, punting Breeze into next year that's probably why he missed the match because he's not even in this year uh you know it's just i i just think they needed to get involved somehow it's kind of like hell in a cell matches like the people like the smaller bits of the story that are involved are on the outside of the cage is really just like messing everything up and, and they needed that they did need that well, I, I don't, uh, I don't think that their story is exactly over yet either, because no. because you know, uh, undisputed era and they're gonna go their way, and McAfee and the boys have got to go another way. So, and I don't see the actual point in putting the tag team belts back in undisputed era's hands or any title for that matter, unless it's uh, Adam Cole winning the NXT title again. I don't see the point in it. They don't need to have them. We already know they're the most dominant group in NXT. They don't need to have all the gold. And I I really foresee a triple threat for the tag team titles come down pretty soon with Breezango and uh, Dane and Maverick. Here real soon. If not an eight-man match again with uh, Pat, and the, Pat and the boys versus Breezango, Drake, and uh, Killian Dane. Big Dana. Hope so. Yeah, I just feel like there has to be some sort of payoff for them being involved. They can't just be yeah. cast aside. I mean, they destroyed Killian Dane. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like that story isn't done. But I feel I like mean, unless Dane being read off, written off because he's got a legit injury, I don't know. Mm, but I haven't heard anything. He I feel has like legit, there has to legit be injury, not. 
Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I feel like that story is not done yet uh, because I feel like Pat and the boys have got to go a whole nother direction. Uh, do they keep Pat around all the time? I don't know at this point. I think they should. He's money on, he's money on the mic and he's probably the best talker in NXT. Yeah. I just, I, he's a good hero because I hate him. So, <laughs> he, everybody hates he him. was, he was dead to me when he punted Breeze. <laughs> well, I can't hate him. He, he's a, he is a West Virginia University grad. I cannot ever hate Pat McAfee because that'd be like hating one of my cousins, which I do hate my, I, I do hate my, some of my cousins more than I do McAfee. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I think, I think, those stories are going to be told in the upcoming weeks. I don't think that Danny and Oni is going to have the tag team titles very much longer. I think, I think that Damo and uh, Maverick is going to take those tag titles, maybe in a triple threat tag team match. And they beat him in that tag team match. But as far as like uh, war games goes, I thought it was, I thought it was, it wasn't as good as last year's. It was like a women's match. It wasn't as good as last year's, but it was good. And uh, the, the pay-per-view itself was solid outside of one match. Wasn't the best pay-per-view they've ever done by, by any stretch. Wasn't the best war games they've ever done by any stretch, but was still good. Uh, you know, overall I give the show a, uh, I give the show a B, B minus. I, I can, I can agree with that. Maybe, maybe just a solid B. had really good build-up to this pay-per-view i thought i mean we were seeing the 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 seeds being planted for these war game matches before they'd even ever announced war games oh yeah and build-up's never an issue in nxt that's never an issue that's why i think the men's match fell a little bit for me because they've had all these different pieces of the story that didn't have an impact in it. Well, it wasn't like, it wasn't threaded together nicely for me. Well, like I can say I think it, I think we're going to see some long storm uh, long term storytelling from this uh, because I, I think they're looking into twenty twenty one with with uh, Oni Oni and Danny having the tag team belts now. You know, I am Oni and Danny is my favorite tag team in NXT because they are the two stiffest dudes in that in NXT. Now, I, now I say that before I watch the Champa Thatcher match; those two dudes might be stiffer, but uh, Oni, but consistently, Oni and Danny are the two most consistently stiff dudes in NXT, and they're my favorite. They're my favorite tag team, and I'm glad they're they're in the spot they're in. But uh, I think they're going to lose the belts pretty soon to Damo and uh, Maverick. Or Killian, Killian Dane, I'm sorry. I'm used to calling him Damo from his old uh, – from the Scott I was Day. wondering why you were calling him Damo. Big Damo. He, yeah, Big Damo. Uh, I watched Big Damo a lot uh, on the internet uh, back whenever he's doing uh, uh, Walk Culture Pro Wrestling and uh, a lot of the uh, – I think it's ICW days. Uh that's right. That's where, and he, his name was Big Damo. It's, it's hard for me to call him Killian Dane because I've always just called him Damo. And that's why. Yeah. 
we got that out of the way. It was a good, uh, it's a good war games, like I said. Uh, but we've got to go. I think this might run a little bit long with the conversations and things. I'm gonna try to edit it down to where it don't. It's not as long. But uh, if you want to catch any of us live at all, and you can catch us over live on Twitch, I am uh, I'm Shame Wrangler on Twitch, Twitch.tv Super Nerd. Uh, no, uh, Twitch. <laughs> yeah, Twitch.tv Super Nerd. Twitch.tv forward slash Shame Wrangler. If you want to catch us over there, we're talking wrestling, playing video games, doing all sorts of fun stuff with our community. Uh, if you want to catch, you want to catch me, uh, you can catch me over there. You can, uh, I know Cadillac and Jenny, they also have their channels too. Yeah. You can follow me at twitch.tv forward slash Kit Kat Cadillac. Also that on Twitter, it's K I T K A T T. It gets messed up. <laughs> and then Cadillac with K. <laughs> no, you know, same for me. I'm over on Twitch at super underscore JJ11. And that's also my Twitter. Yeah, our Twitters are the same. Okay. Our Twitters are the same name as our uh, Twitch. I think my Instagram is the same thing as, uh, but uh, my Instagram is the same thing as everything else. But don't expect any cleavage on my Instagram. <laughs> that is not going to happen. If you do get cleavage, it's accidental. And it might be butt cleavage. But uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you all for uh, listening. Uh, we hope to see you again. We hope you come back and listen to us uh, next week. I think we're going to be doing a Mount Rushmore of something. And we will have a, uh, we will have a wrestling week in review. So uh, you guys want to come back. We'll come back next week. We'll do this again. Uh, Jenny Cat, thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. And I uh, hope everybody has a great night. And thank you again for listening to this little podcast. And, uh, you know, it means the world. It means the world to me for y'all to listen. But uh, thank you very much. We'll catch you next time.